welcome to Want to Work There, a podcast that explores what really makes a company a great place to work. I'm your host, Jill Falska, and together we'll explore not only what goes into building a great company culture, but also exactly how to implement those best practices within your own workplace. If you're here, you believe that a better world of work is possible, and I can't wait to build it together. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Want to Work There. Today, I want to talk about one of my favorite no-cost tools that works for companies of any size, and that is the ENPS score. Now, the EMPS score is a sibling of sorts to the MPS score, which was originally created by Bain & Company in 2003. The MPS is a widely used customer loyalty metric, which poses one simple question to a user. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to recommend this product to a friend? So what is the ENPS then? The ENPS is a one-question survey to find out how loyal and engaged your employees are. Personally, beginning to track the EMPS at Limelight Health was one of the first things I did when I became their director of people and culture. I started there because it was a low-cost, fast-to-implement activity with high value. I didn't need to invest in a new tool or ask for a budget. And leadership buy-in was almost immediate because it is one question. Lastly, it also gave me the chance to introduce employee engagement metrics to the company at large. It was a practice that we continued straight through the company's acquisition. Yes, I eventually implemented additional, more intensive surveys. And I also personally facilitated focus groups to further investigate particular areas of interest. But the one-question survey was a constant throughout my entire time within the organization. So today, I wanted to share this tool with you, including just how easy it is to implement. I honestly can't think of an organization that wouldn't benefit from giving this survey to their employees. Now, as I've already mentioned, EMPS is calculated exactly the same way as NPS. Basically, it is asking the same golden question, but it's formulated for employees. The question will read, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to recommend Acme Co. as a place to work to your family and friends? Now, obviously, your business name will be there instead of Acme Co., but you get the gist. It's a really simple question. I also should note that you don't want to add the word great into the survey question, I know we are all sort of programmed, or at least I am at this point, to think of it as a great place to work because of the survey company and just the general admiration of wanting to be seen that way. But you really should leave great out of the question because it can skew people's answers. Now, once the question has been asked, employees then will respond on a 10-point scale where one is not likely at all and 10 is extremely likely. And that is it. It's really that simple. This is why I'm so adamant that it's a great place for people to start, especially if you're just joining a team or you're feeling overwhelmed by the rollout of a larger survey. 
The only question really becomes, how do you distribute the survey question to your team? One simple solution to that is just using whatever your own internal system is. So both Google and Microsoft have a survey function that you could use to put this together really quickly and easily. On the other hand, a lot of HRIS systems like Bamboo or Rippling now include a survey feature, so you could take a look there. And any employee experience software like 15.5 or Lattice or CultureAmp is obviously going to have a survey function, and all of those platforms I do know specifically have this question available as a survey. You could also look to use a survey tool like a Typeform or a SurveyMonkey they tend to have a free option that would allow you to put the survey into place. No matter what tool you use, the only thing you want to make sure is that the responses truly are anonymous. So make sure you're double checking that when you're setting the survey up. Okay, so back to the question. Once again, for repetition's sake, the question is on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend Acmeco as a place to work to your family and friends? Once you have collected all of the results, you will then place them into three groups depending on the score. So anyone who responded with a nine or a 10 is considered a promoter. And a promoter is an employee that's most likely to speak positively and promote your organization to others. These are people who really love where they work and they wouldn't hesitate to recommend a job to a friend or a family member. Next up, you have anyone who responded with a seven or an eight. Now, these are considered your passives or your neutral employees. They don't have a strong opinion about what it's like to work there, and they may recommend you, but they are not an enthusiastic advocate like a promoter is. Last, anyone who responded in the one to six category is considered a detractor. Anyone who falls into the detractor category is someone who's more likely to speak negatively about the organization and their experience there. Because of this, it is the area that most CEOs and leadership teams tend to zone in on when the employee survey results come back. But what you really want to focus on is the actual employee net promoter score. And you're going to get that by doing a little bit of math. Being a great manager is hard, like really hard. I used to preach that it was every company's duty to provide management training for their entire team. But then I became a director of people and culture for a SaaS startup and realized just what kind of barriers were in the way. Design the training in-house? I could never find the time. Hire a third party to come and teach it? Sure, but then I'd need to re-engage them every time a new manager joined, and I just didn't have the budget for that kind of long-term engagement. In my head, I envisioned the startup version of management training, a self-led reusable program that consisted of audio lessons, thoughtful exercises, helpful templates, and an internal facilitation plan for cohort-style learning. So I built it. And it quickly became apparent that I wasn't the only person looking for a more cost-effective, scalable solution. If you also fall into that camp and want to learn more, you can visit wanttoworkthere.com backslash management training. That's wanttoworkthere.com backslash management training. All right, let's get back to the show. 
you want to start by figuring out the percentage of each of the three categories. So to do that, you want to basically take the number of total survey results, the number of people who participated, and then look at the number of responses in each category. So for instance, if you had 30 people that completed the survey and 15 of those responses fell into the promoter category, you would then divide 15 by 30, which would give you 0.5. From there, you want to multiply this by 100. And so that 0.5 becomes a 50%. And yes, this is basic math. And yes, I did have to Google how to figure out a percentage. So you are not alone if this felt a little confusing and you have to go back and re-listen one more time. Once you've got the percentage for each of the categories, it becomes quite simple. Basically, the formula looks like this. ENPS equals the percentage of promoters minus the percentage of detractors. So yes, we are only using the promoters and the detractors. The passives become irrelevant in the calculation. So I'll say that one more time. Your EMPS score equals the percentage of promoters minus the percentage of detractors. I'll give you an example here with some easy math. Now, if there are 100 employees, 60 of which are promoters, 10 of which are passives, and 30 of which are detractors, you would find that 60% of the company are promoters and 30% are detractors. And so you would want to take that 60% minus the 30%, which would get you 30%. Are you lost yet? Because I don't think doing math over a podcast was ever what was meant to happen. (laughs) For those of you whose mind is swimming with all these math facts, I promise I will put all of this information, all of the formulas into this podcast episode's accompanying blog post. And you can just find that on the website, wanttoworkthere.com. Okay, so when you're looking at potential employee net promoter scores, you have to think of a range from negative 100 all the way up to positive 100. So the number that you come up with is either going to fall into the negative category if you have overall more detractors than you do promoters, or it will fall into the positive category, which is if you have more promoters than you do detractors. I am going to guess that your mind goes immediately to the first place that my mind went when I gave this survey to my team, which is, what is a good number? So let's talk about that. Now, a good EMPS score really depends on your industry and what you consider to be a good score for your company personally. That said, generally speaking, a score of 0 to 30 is considered average, 30 to 60 is considered good, and 60 to 100 is considered excellent. There is a lot of benchmarking available for other organizations who give the same survey, but ultimately what's going to be most important is you comparing yourself and your own company's performance over a course of time. I really want you to think about this as a temperature read for your organization. It's ultimately meant to be used as a high-level macro view of how your employees are feeling about the organization. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, which is that a score without any additional insight seems a little pointless. 
This is why I actually recommend adding a second open-ended question to your survey. This will allow you to gather some additional qualitative insights that you can analyze and potentially act on. In the past, I've asked, what is the main reason for your answer? But you could also ask any of the following questions instead. What's one thing we could do to make you happier at work? What's one thing we could improve as an employer? Or what would you recommend about this company to other people? You could also just ask for additional feedback about what the company is doing well versus what you're not. Whichever way you go, I highly recommend sticking to only one additional question alongside the EMPS. The point is for this to be a really quick and easy survey for employees to participate in. You don't want to take away from that by adding too many questions. Which brings us to the frequency question. How often should you survey your team? I strongly recommend implementing the survey quarterly. If you give it more frequently than that, it can lead to survey fatigue. But if you only give it annually, it doesn't really allow you to capture fluctuations in employee sentiment often enough. By giving the survey quarterly, you have something to consistently measure and reference as you're thinking about employee experience. If you see big drops or gains between quarters, it can definitely be helpful to read the responses to the second question and see if you can gain some high-level insight. Ultimately, if the score has dropped significantly, it's time to collect more data. An EMPS score alone is not enough to uncover problem areas. For that, I definitely recommend a more robust employee survey, which will help you better understand the areas where employees are struggling most. We will definitely be diving into more complex survey offerings in future episodes. But if you and your team are looking for support now, I just want you to know this is a large part of the work that I do with clients. I am more than happy to schedule a free consultation call with anyone who's interested in either implementing an employee survey or is working through how to make impactful changes based on the data you've already collected. So if that's you, feel free to send me an email. You can reach me directly at jill at wanttoworkthere.com. Now, for everyone else, I hope this episode on the EMPS score has given you insight on a low-effort, high-impact way to measure employee sentiment. Sometimes it's about identifying the lowest-hanging fruit and just getting started. I promise you will be happy to have the data when you look back a year from now. As always, I so appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, keep on building towards a better world of work. This show was brought to you by wanttoworkthere.com and the incredible team at Podcasting for Creatives. No individual or company acting alone can change our societal beliefs about work, but together we can create a new normal. If you like this episode, please consider passing it on to one or two people who share your passion for creating a better world of work. And until next time, please know I see you, I believe in you, and keep going. The work you're doing really matters.